This morning, we're going to title this message, Rebuilding Babel. Rebuilding Babel, when good is bad. You know, in the last uh, several centuries, man has done some really awesome things, uh, accomplished some great things. We've got electricity, thank the Lord, automobiles, the science of modern medicine. We have things like our air transportation today, space travel, even the International Space Station, computers and satellite and internet. You know, and I was even the first generation to be on Facebook. Uh, it was on our college, one of the first colleges uh, in the nation. It was just on colleges at the time. And so our kids don't even understand that. They're like, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, no, there was a time when only certain people were on Facebook. And uh, you just see things rapidly expanding and growing uh, in the world today. A lot of great things have happened. Not only has man experienced, uh, experimented with science and technology, but even in the world today, if, as people are looking and, and seeing this evolution of man and, and the growth of our societies, people today are growing new religions. They're growing philosophies that they believe are a part of the advancement of humankind. And we're also seeing today a very common theme across the, even the news today. There is an advocation for global equality and justice and diversity. You hear these words a lot, inclusiveness and all the like. But where is society really headed? From a secular perspective, you would say the best days are yet to come because we are having less war and more peace and better medicine and more technology and and new religions are coming together. Uh, But is this the evolution of man? And my question today is, can we, through science and reason and political agreements, create the ultimate utopia on earth? Is peace possible on earth through the efforts of man. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 says this, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Sometimes our good is God's bad. Sometimes our good is God's bad. We're going to look today at the story of the city and tower of Babel. And here's a question. You can write these three questions down just to keep on your notes through the sermon. Whose words are you listening to? Whose name are you exalting? And whose purpose are you building? Whose words are you listening? Whose name are you exalting? And whose purpose are you building? Let me give you the story of Babel today. There were three lines from Noah, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And from this, God had called the nations to go out and multiply the earth. It was his command, go out and multiply the earth, and that man would continue to seek him. And so we've got uh, Japheth, and he goes off, and his descendants become to the coastlines, and they end up forming eastern Europe. And Shem and his descendants, they become to the hill countries of the east of where Noah settled, and basically into the Middle East and Syria and Saudi Arabia and all those things. But Ham, he wasn't the great guy. Ham had been cursed by his father, and his line had been cursed, and his son's name was Canaan. If you remember that name, there's a lot of association with the name Canaan in the Bible, the Canaan land where Israel ultimately would become. And Ham's line became some people like this. Let me give you some hints. They turned to people, they turned to the Middle East and to North Africa, and they became nations like Canaan and Babel and Assyria and Nineveh and the Amorite and the Hivite and Gaza and Sodom and Gomorrah and all those alike. 
So not a good line, not a good family tree. And maybe you're a part of one of those family trees in your family. You know, this got a lot of bad apples in that tree. Well, Ham's descendants were like that. And if you've read any of the Old Testament, you'll know, you'll come up with these names all the times, the Hivites, the Amorites, and all these ites. Uh, they all end up being bad people, basically against the enemies of God. But one such guy that came through the line of Ham, his name was Nimrod. And his name means to revolt. That's what it means. And Nimrod, at the time of this, this day, not too many years after the flood and the nations were expanding, all the people spoke one language, and they basically had started having territorial disputes, and they were spreading out, and they had an idea to come together. Well, Nimrod becomes the first world conqueror, and Nimrod, like any good dictator does, promotes unity. <laughs> and he goes out and he begins to conquer the world and bring people together. And one of the places he finds and settles is the land of Shinar, And in the land of Shinar, he makes a city, and that city is called Babel. Okay, and that is the context of where our story is today. So we're in the land of Shinar in the city of Babel, who's been built by a man named Nimrod, whose name means revolt, and he's from the line of Ham, which is not a very good people. He was a Ham. Okay, very good. Ready? Let's look at this. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. Land of Shinar, the city of Babel. Now the whole earth used the same language and used the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. Everybody say Shinar. And they settled there. And they came to one another and said, Come, let us, that's key right there, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and they used tar for mortar. This is the first time bricks were ever used. One of the first times. This is, they just invented something with their technology. And they said, come, let us, again, build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven. And it's a city and a tower. Note that. And let us, again, let us, make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we'll be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. And the whole, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people, and they'll have all the same language. And this is what they began to do. Now, nothing which they purposed. That's an important word. They purpose to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us, note that again, go down there and confuse their language so they will not understand one another's speech. The Lord scattered them abroad from over the face of the whole earth. They stopped building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel because the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. That's what it means in Hebrew, confused. From there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. The story of Babel. Men saw the earth was increasingly divided. So that's good intentions, right? So, hey, man, we're, we're spreading out. There's territorial disputes. We need to come together. Isn't that a popular message today? We need to come together and unite us. And uh, so Nimrod began to conquer the world. And through this vessel, they saw this was a time to unite. And any good dictator comes under with good intentions. That's normally how it works. Uh, study Nazi Germany. It comes as good intentions. We're going to unite people, make a common world. And so it starts off with good intentions. And then they use these phrases over and over. It says, let us build. <clears throat> in Genesis, the, when we look at the phrase, let us, in Genesis chapter 1, God, the Logos, the Word of God, says, let us make man in our image. And here is man, not long after creation, saying, now, let us make something. 
Let us build what we purpose to build. And so in that moment, they left the let us of God, the logos, the word of God, and began seeking their own word. They began listening to their own voices. And what a great sin when man turns from the word of God and turns to listen to his own voice. And they said, let us build something great together and unite people. There's no harm in that, right? But when God had been the one who had said, let us, and then what does God do? He says, let me name man. And God would name man. And man comes along and says, let us leave the Logos, the let us of God. Let us do something that we purpose to do. Let us make a what? Name for ourselves. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, God allowed man to name all the animals. But who named man? God. And what does man say in this very verse? Is let us, they take the word out from God. They take the word away from God. Let us look to our own word. Let's receive our own words. Let's, con- let's form an identity together. Let's, let's get your counsel and my counsel. We leave the counsel of God and then let us do something. Let's name ourselves again. Ooh. What great sin has just started right here in the world today? And I'm going to show you something in Scripture, how this continues today. But God had said not only that, but let's, let you should spread out and multiply. But instead, they settled down and they built. They left the full counsel of God. And God ultimately had seen that nothing would be sacred or off limits. You say, go, God, they were building something great. They were building unity. They were uh, getting away from tribal disputes and they had a goal, Lord. But God saw that their rebellion was in their hearts. And they had left his word to build their own name define their own purpose, and God says, now, from here on out, nothing will be sacred from them. There'll be nothing off limits for them. We've got to stop this unless they would destroy the plan of God. And so their purpose was to build something more than a tower. In Scripture, they says they built a tower and a city, all right? <clears throat> that tower is really a temple, and it would be like a terraced pyramid that you'd see like in the Mayans and the Incans. Kind of we had a picture of it this morning. Uh, and it, uh, it's called a ziggurat. And basically at the top of that temple would be, the very top level would be where they would worship the deity or a god. And what man had done in in Babel in this tower, they've left the let us to define their own name and build their own purpose. And now they've created a brand new religion that God did not define. And in fact, they would go to the top of this temple and remake a completely new religion the world had never seen before out of their own counsel to glorify their own name and to build up their own purpose. This is the ultimate sin. The ultimate sin against God to leave the word of God, the let us, the logos, and to say, let us do something, build our own name up, glorify our own name, and now we build a city and a tower for that very purpose, to unite man apart from God, separate from God, building ourselves up, and now we've even created our own religion that exalts who? Us. Us. Today is no different. I even say this. Before man had been worshiping God, before this day, man had worshiped God on mountains. And they would go to the high hills and begin to worship God. And now man begins to make their own mountain. And it goes back into the whole building up their own man-made religions. And this is no different than today. Today, man is still rejecting the word of God for our own word, our own ideas, our own counsel, nations and people alike. 
Nations and people alike try to make a name for ourselves instead of making a name for God in our lives, whether it be our, through our career, our, our glory, and our abilities, or even nations themselves begin to glorify the, their abilities and their power. And then we begin to exalt our purposes above Him. And in fact, this sin of Babel will continue and through the last days. This same thing is something we have been doing from age to age, from generation to generation. And it's because it moved from Babel to Babylon. Every Babel begins with good intentions. Every, every dictator begins with good intentions. And every Babel, every city of man begins with good intentions. But unless God defines the good, Scripture says we labor in vain. Unless God builds the house, we labor in vain if we build it. Let me give you a little history. Okay, this is a little bit like a week of study. For, I'm going to bring you some nuggets of Scripture. Are you ready? Just to see some parallels that wouldn't all obviously be there. Ba- from Babel to Babylon, there's been a Babel in every generation. If you go back in history, there was an ancient land called Chaldea. Okay, so we had Babel and God destroyed it and it went vacant and became ruins. Years later, there would be a land called Chaldea. All right, and you'll see this in Scripture, the Chaldeans. Chaldea was basically two territories. It was a land of Akkad, and it was a land of Shinar. Remember that word? Where was Nimrod building? In Shinar, okay? So there was these two states, and there was this kind of loose state of Chaldea. And then later, people would come along and had a long, long history we won't get into today, but Babylon ends up becoming a united Chaldea. And Shinar is a part of Babylon, So if you see in the Bible, Chaldea, think Babylon, okay? And if you see the word Shinar, think Babel and Babylon. So Babylon becomes the old place where the ruins of Shinar and the Tower of Babel were. We don't know where they are for sure today. But Babylon ends up becoming one of the greatest cities and the greatest empire in the world. It was built on these things, great commercial wealth and trade, great united religion and great political capital. It was seen as this great unifier. Whoever Babylon conquered, when they conquered the world and their dictators and their empires conquered the world over generations, they began to adopt the worship of every nation, building upon their economic wealth and their military power. These three big things, world trade and dominance through that, world trade and dominance through the, world, uh, the military power, and then adopting every religion that came in to their city. Rome would do the same thing. And one of its emperors, you know, from the book of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar number two. And it's theorized that and, and Nebuchadnezzar in his journals begins to write that they had found this old ruin, this old ancient ruin, and they began to rebuild this temple. And it's a world famous temple he began to rebuild. What temple do you think that probably was? Babel. Every generation has a Babel. Every generation is rebuilding the Babel. Now let's go a little further. The Babylonians so liked Babel, they actually named their name off of it. Babylon, Babylonian. To them, you know what they'd interpret the name Babel to mean? And Babylon to mean it meant the gates of the gods. What were they trying to get to? Heaven. They're trying to build something that would reach and rival the gods. And so they said, this country and city and empire we're building is the gate of the gods. It is something big. We are building on our military wealth, our religious power, and defining our own religions, and we're uh, defining our own economic wealth. 
But the irony of it all is this. While they would interpret the word Babel and Babylon to mean the gates of the God, you know what the word for Hebrew is? Confused. Man, isn't that just like God? When man is trying to build himself up and we're building up on our own powers, my own might, man, I can be a good man. I can make something out of myself. And God, this is what I think is right for my life. And this is who I'm going to marry and what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to do when I get sick. And this is what I'm going to do when I retire. And this is how I'm going to live my life. And God looks down and he says, you're just confused. You're just confused. When you think you're making yourself something, God just says, you're nothing but confused. And he looks at the nations today, and we're building ourselves up. And he looks at the world today. We're defining our own means and our own purposes. We're building a name for ourselves. We're building up a tower that can reach heaven. We're redefining religion. We're redefining right and wrong. We're building ourselves on our own power and our own global economy. And God looks at the world today and says, world, you're just confused. You're just confused. How I, The irony of sin how we can think we can build the ultimate utopia on earth, the ultimate purpose for man, and God sees utter confusion. Why? Because we are a fallen race who can never achieve perfection, peace, or find the pleasure we're looking for without God. A fallen race who can never achieve perfection, peace, or pleasure without God. And what God is calling us to do today is to change our thinking in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we're reminded as believers in the midst of a Babylon to have the mind of Christ. What does he say? Paul says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal, the renewing of your mind. Because why? The world is in utter confusion. And only God, through Jesus Christ, is the gateway to that perfection, that peace, and the pleasure you're looking for. It's by renewing your mind that you test and discern What the will of who is God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? What's pleasing in His sight is only definable by Him. And sometimes our good is bad. Sometimes our good is bad. Let's talk about some towers today. Babylon was most known for two things. It was known for confusion and religion Number two, it was known for rebellion against God. Let me tell you where we are today in the world. This is maybe a little end times teaching this morning. Not my intention, but I just kind of want to go with that. Towers today. So we've had a Babel. Then generations, thousand years goes by, 2,000 years maybe. And we get a Babylon rebuilding on the very same place in the land of Shinar. And even an empire come and rise and fall on the same thing, being a gateway to God and that we have a man who even rebuilds possibly the old ruins of the Tower of Babel. And they were thinking, let us make a name for ourselves. Let us define who we are and what we're going to do. Let us find our own purpose for our life. Today there are towers in this generation as well. Confusion in religion and rebellion against God exist today. Now, let's talk about these just real quick. Confusion in religion. One of the leading things happening in the world today is a a theory, a philosophy called humanism. Whether you're familiar with it or not, philosophy of humanism, it, it is centered on human interests and it rejects the supernatural. It's basically what you see all of our news stations run on today, humanism. It focuses on the individual, focuses on, and it, it, it's every babble, remember, begins with good intentions and good words, right? It focuses on individuals, your dignity, your worth, and it'll say words like this, your ability to find yourself within yourself. That's humanism. Because we know that without God, we are fallen, undone, no good in us. But if they would find themselves through reason, that's the definition. It is the theory of I am what I say I am. 
And for that reason, we see this modern identity crisis because when we decide what I am and let us do something with my life and let us find our own counsel and look within myself to find myself, God looks down and says, you're utterly, totally confused. And that is the reason you find the confusion in the LGBT, whatever letters movement you want to add on to that of who am I and what do I purpose and what can I be? Can I be a man or a woman or both? Or I don't know what they're doing today. Or they, we see the gay marriage movement or we find the belief that man is ultimately good and through United Pursuits. If you look, watch any daytime talk show, it's all about giving away good gifts and doing good deeds and being a good person. But the Bible says there is no one good under heaven. There was only one man who was good, and that was Jesus Christ. And apart from him, you're lost and undone. That's Scripture. Humanism is one of the leading falls of man today. It's one of the number one towers we're building in our world today. Number two, second tower we're building in our world today is called universalism. Universalism, one of the most hypocritical against the faith of God. It's the idea of accepting all religions, and all religions lead to the same place. It's all religions can reconcile humanity to God. And ultimately, it says that because God is love, all will be saved. You hear this on daytime TV or news much? Because God is love, all will be saved. Love is the ultimate pursuit. In fact, you see universalism pervading the Catholic Church today. In January 2016, and I, I, don't, I normally don't preach about people or for people or against people, but in January 2016, I was utterly shocked when the Vatican put out a video about love. And in that video, the Catholic Church has been publishing, uh, and you can check it out on YouTube, it's illustrating, and this is one of their articles, it says it illustrates the importance of a dialogue between different faiths, specifically the unification of Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. In the video, it states that we all seek and meet God in different ways, and the Pope himself affirms that regardless of one's religious profession, we are all children of God. Universalism is a leading tower we're building today. And in fact, he goes on, if you know uh, the Unitarianism religion, that's a, a fake Christian religion in America that's masquerading as Christianity. It's a, again, it begins with good intentions. It advocates for justice and compassion and acceptance and respect. But it's opposed to the doctrines of the Trinity, original sin, the infallibility of the Bible, and it's even opposed to hell. Universalism often opposes hell. And today, you can have a movement called the Unitarian Universalists. They include all the Eastern philosophies and combine them with Christianity. And this is on their national website today. It says, together, we create a force more powerful than one person or one belief system. There are churches across America popping up with this doctrine, and they promote themselves as Christian. That's number two tower, universalism. Number three tower is a rebellion against God. It's called atheism. And you know this one. It's a rejection of any gods, and atheism today is using science and technology to disprove and build for humanity a great temple. Just as Babel invented brick and mortar and sought to build whatever they set their mind to, science today has become that brick and mortar for atheism. And God quickly saw that nothing good would be sacred. And what have we seen with science and technology over the last uh, 50 years or so? That no longer is anything sacred. Marriage is not sacred. Life, the sanctity of life, abortion... The life of unborn babies is no longer sacred. And it's ultimately this philosophy of atheism that you found in early Germany, even before Hitler under Nietzsche, uh, that moved into anarchy, and ultimately you find the Nazis birthing out of. Uh, they wouldn't claim that, but that's actually where you find it. Rabbi Zacharias is a great apologetic in America and around the world today, and he says, if there is no God, then there is no moral law. And if there is no moral law, there is no good or evil in society 
And what's the natural result? If there's no good or evil and there's no bad or wrong, the natural result is horrendous crimes against humanity. Because what's wrong for you may not be wrong for me. That's atheism. That's the third tower we're building today. Number four, the, last, the fourth one is anarchism. Today, in the last actually 10 years, we've seen this rising, rising up in America today at a rapid rate against a law and order in our streets. Uh, it's rising across every nation. In fact, it's just been in the news in the last several weeks that Spain is in a, an uproar. And, and across, we've seen it in Greece. We've seen it in all across of Europe and around the world. And what was the name of the person who built Babel? His name was Nimrod. And what does Nimrod mean? It means revolt. It means revolt. In fact, Babylon and all of this is built on the revolution against the ultimate authority, which is God. And if you can't submit to God, then there's no doubt you will never submit to man. And so God has built authority. But anarchy, by its definition, you know, the word anarchy is, uh, the definition of it is confusion. And what is the definition of Babel? Confused. Anarchism is the fourth one you see today. And lastly is globalism. Globalism is the idea of let us unite and let us build. And let us take over. And we see uh, today, this is uh, something you'll see in the last 50 years, since 1945, after the, uh, World War II, uh, the United States itself has had one great aim to bring the world together and, and have our influence over the world. It's something that we weren't before. And the U.S. has sought since that time to shape the world into its image. The dollar has become the number one thing. In fact, the uni- U.S. Uh, today is 25% of the world's gross domestic product, even though our population is nowhere near that. And in 2015, our budget was $516.5 billion larger than the second largest country, Russia. We were five, over $5 billion larger in our military than any other world power. So we see that this is growing today. There's a world, a new world empire that you could argue today. Likewise, and after World War II, we see the world coming together with the UN. And uh, today, the UN is the most, is the largest and most powerful intergovernmental organization in the world. And it's not just about the politics of the United States or the United, United Nations. It's capitalism and well. Think about the globalism today. Before, your local stores and your local uh, convenience places and your local clothing shops were concerned about serving the customer in their locale, even their town or their region or their state, maybe even their nation. But today, everything is a global expanse and a global takeover. Capitalism in our countries, we see things... Uh, 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 You know, you have these CEOs jacking up prices 400 times for medication and getting arrested because of the greed and the corruption of man, trading across the globe. And every company now has its aim not on one city or state or nation, but on the globe as a whole. And these are the same things that were happening in the first Babel, in Babylon, in Rome, and even in every generation since, and especially up until today, when we'll see the last Babylon. The Bible is very clear there'll be a last Babylon, and Isaiah chapter 14, Isaiah living in the first Babylon, writes about that and the last prophetically. He said, The king of Babylon said in his heart, I'll ascend to heaven. I'll raise my throne above the stars of God. I'll make myself like the Most High. The ultimate sin of is the sin of Satan. This sin of Satan to exalt himself above God against the logos of let us build and let us name man and let us define the purpose of man. The Babylon from every generation, Babel from every generation has rejected the word of God, rejected the name of God, and rejected the purpose of God for our own name, our own purpose, our own identity. 
And this last Babylon will be the same. Revelation chapter 17, verse 8, John sees this Babylon. He sees a rich but a wicked woman on a beast, blaspheming God, full of immorality. And what does she do? She prostitutes the world against God with what? Her economic and military power. All the rulers and all the merchants of the world begin to follow her in her greed and her corruption and her globalism. And they unite under not just one religion uh, and one political organization, But I would believe it was a conglomerate of religions that anything goes. Whatever you believe is okay. Instead of looking for one world religion, it is this idea that we built these towers to ourselves to say, it's okay if you're here or there. Everything's good. Everything's welcome in. There is no one bad. Whatever you believe is fine for you and fine for me. That's the religion of the last days. There'll be this last world dictator whose message will be world peace. And Revelation chapter 18, verse 5 has a very unique thing to say. It says, Her sins have piled up as high as heaven. What man has been building today over the last generations has been a tower to exalt himself above God. That we could reach the heavens. You know, the, um, they tell me if you were to take the internet today and you were to put it on CDs you know, in a CD form, it would reach as high as the moon, the information on the Internet, that man has consumed this knowledge and believing that we have knowledge, we have power, we have, have all the answers. Just go Google something. It doesn't matter what it is. It's probably on there, right? All of these towers for ourselves, and the Bible says, instead of building what we thought we were building, instead your sins have been what is piled up as high as the heavens. In Revelation chapter 18, John would say this in the previous verse. He said, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive her plagues. God is calling you and I today to come out of Babel. Let me give you one last story that I'm going to close. In Genesis, we find from the line of Sham. So there's Ham, Sham, and Japheth. Ham comes to the bad line, and he becomes all these nations, right? There is one line named Sham. And from Sham's line, some men of God were still showing up from generation to generation. Some righteous men of Noah's, of Noah's caliber were still showing up. And one such family lived in the land of Chaldea, which is where? Babel, Ur. It's the same place. So he lives in this place called the city of Ur in the land of Chaldea, which is Babylon, which is the land Shinar. And his name, you know him, is Abraham. And Abraham and his family are living in the midst of the new Babel, Babylon. It's been taken over by corruption and greed, world power. All religions are coming together, worshiping themselves. Merchants are trading. This immorality is spreading across the world. There's rebellion. There's anarchy. There's pride. There's every amount of debauchery you can think of. And God would speak to this family and he would tell them to come out. And they would go a little, little ways, and they settle down in another place, just down the road. And again, God would speak to Abraham, Abraham, come out. God would credit Abraham righteous because God saw that Abraham believed him. God, Abraham listened again to the Logos, the Word of God, that God would build a name for Abraham and that God would have a purpose for Abraham's descendants. Man, all that together in Scripture. Whose name are you exalting? 
Whose word are you listening to? Whose purpose are you building up? Because God is still speaking today and has through every babble from history that when the world is seeking its own words and its own counsel, when they're building up their own name, when they're exalting their own purposes, God is calling out to his saints, those who be righteous men and women of God, who by faith would believe, hey, I'm speaking to you. Build up my name. Complete my purposes, and I'll make your name great. I'll do great things through you. I'm going to build something through you. I'm going to do mighty things the world has ever seen. And while the world's sins are building, building up the towers of he- uh, heaven, they're trying to reach to heaven, but yet their sin is reaching instead. He's saying, I'm going to do something great. Now watch this. Abraham would leave the idolatry of Ur, Babel, for a new city in a new temple. Get this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16 says that Abraham and those like him, what were they doing? They were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to call them, uh, be called their God, for he has prepared a what? A city for them. They left the city and the towers of this world for the city and tower of God. Let me show you what that is. Because he's calling you and I to return to God's plan and God's purpose. And while man has tried to ascend and build himself up, Jesus Christ descended and lowered himself. And while we try to get to heaven, heaven came down. Get that. Jesus is the only one, not any dictator of man on this world, but Jesus is the one that's the great unifier. He's the only one that gives you access to the gates of God. That's Jesus Christ. And Scripture tells us that Christ has built you and I together to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, that He is the foundation of that temple. And while Babel, the tongues of men were confused and all the nations dispersed, the Bible tells me this, that on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit descended and the tongue of every nation began to exalt the Lord on that day. What God had done in Babel, He undid again on the day of Pentecost when He built His church, not the things of man. And there is a God kingdom who has come to conquer the world. It reaches every nation, every tribe and tongue. And it's for these people who would enter in. God has built the greatest city ever made, the new Jerusalem, where the king of peace alone will reign for eternity. And war, disease and death will end and every tear wiped away. The utopia that man has tried to build every since the very beginning. God has already said it was finished on the cross. What was impossible with man, Jesus says, is possible with God. Everything you've tried to build with your life, God's already got it taken care of. He's saying, if you'll just trust me, you'll just come out from believing the things the world believes. If you'll just leave the philosophies of the world, the pride of the world, and the egos of the world, and all the religions of the world, forget about all the things that man is trying to do. They're building themselves up. But if you'll just let me, I'll build you up. I'll build you up. Hallelujah, Lord God. Praise to you, Lord God. Jesus has already done what man's been trying to do for millennia, and he did it when he said, it's finished. It's finished. Thank God for some tongue-talking, believing Christians who are still willing to exalt the name of God. And every knee will bow and every tongue confess that there is no one but Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Let's pray this morning. Worship team, would you come? God, we just thank you today, Lord, that, Lord, there's nothing we can do by our efforts, that there is no one righteous, no one good, but it's only you, Jesus. 
And Lord, while we've been trying to build ourselves up as an economy, as a world power, Lord, as a community, as individuals, Lord, we try to define our own good. We try to make our life great and grand. Lord, we think we have it all together. But God, when we realize that this world is utterly confused and nothing we can do is going to find peace on earth, nothing we can do is going to give us ultimate happiness, nothing we can do is going to find the pleasure we're looking for. But God, it's only in you, Lord Jesus You have come, and while we tried to get higher, God, you got lower. And Lord, when we tried to build our names great, Lord, you said you'd make your son's name great. And through him, Lord, we might have a name and a purpose and a place to belong. And Lord, that while the man is building up their kingdoms across the world, you've got the greatest kingdom there ever was, there ever will be, that's built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, where every tongue, every nation, every, every tongue that you've made dispersed, God, comes together and begins to unite again under one name. There's only one banner, one king, one name, one unifier, Jesus Christ. There's only one person who can give us peace in our life, a name, who belongs, uh, a name to belong to, Lord. That's the one who said, let us make man in our image, who said he would redeem us from the pit, Remold us, remake us again, Lord God. Build us up on our holy faith today, Lord God. I'm praying for men and women and families, oh God, to come out of Babylon today. Lord, who would leave by faith when they hear your word and say, God, I'm leaving this place. I'm leaving the identity of this culture. I don't care about Americanism. I don't care about globalism or humanism or all the philosophies of this Eastern religions that are coming into the world today. Lord, I see utter confusion around me. And Lord, I'm hearing your voice and your voice is saying, come on out. Come on out and be separate, Lord God. Lord, I want to respond today by faith and say, Lord, I want to be different. Lord, build something on my family. Lord, build a legacy of faith on our families, oh God, that our children will be righteous men and women of God who by faith would build up the kingdom of God, build up the name of Jesus Christ and do the purposes of God in this world. They would shake this world. Lord, it was only a few handful of people, God, just 120 people that shake the whole empire of Rome when they stood up for Jesus Christ and came out from among them. Lord, there's nothing you can't do with a handful of simple, faith-filled people who say, God, we know that this country is building itself up today. This world is in trouble today. But God, we, the church of Jesus Christ, want to rise up and say, God, we're coming out from all the things of this world. We're building up your kingdom and your name again. We want to exalt the name of Jesus over every president, over every power, over every philosophy, over every religion. There is but one name that by we can be saved today, and that's through the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you this question today. Does God define your good? Because there's no room for the ideology of Babel in God's church. God's calling a holy remnant from the land of Shinar. He says who will exalt and listen to His word who will exalt and listen to His name and who will build up His kingdom's purpose. You need a purpose today? Whose word and whose name are you seeking to be? Are you bending to man's good ideas? Are you seeking to be noticed by people in your life? Or you want to be noticed by God today? Are you building up your life? Or are you committing your works to the Lord today? Whose word, whose name, whose purpose?